I'm, I'm generally excited about the metaverse. So, yeah, yeah, for, for uh, sure. I think that the more people who are in that space and building the tools, and it's still a hard problem. Like even today in like 2021, it's really hard to have a metaverse experience with more than 100 people. Hello, hello, hello. I'm really excited today uh, because I have the Bertrand Neville um, joining us uh, for um, for a little bit of fun to learn to learn a lot actually. So let, before we before we start, let me just set this introduction up, if you please. Uh, Bertrand has spent his entire career working the field of computer vision from a very young age. He knew that he wanted to be an entrepreneur like his grandfather and change the world. I love that. Hardcore gamer since Donkey Kong on the ColecoVision, he became obsessed with VR when he tried the power glove on the NES. Bertrand founded Vervana in 2005 in order to fulfill his dream of improving the gaming experience by bringing the user inside the game. In 2017, he sold the company and technology to Apple. Bertrand now sits or spends his time as an advisor and investor. Bertrand, thank you so much for joining us today. Awesome. Glad to be here. Awesome. 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 Well, let's just start right from the beginning. Like, tell me the creation story of Ravana. Ooh, okay, that's a long story, but uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I was an hardcore gamer uh, since like uh, like ColecoVision, yeah, but spent mostly on the NES, lots mm -hmm. lots of hours, you know, and uh, I need to be passionate about what I do to to actually move my ass. So uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, working for a company is fine as 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 long as I learn. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when you're just redoing the same thing over and over, like that's when I, I have a harder time. Um, so, uh, that was like in 2004, uh, tried, tried to move companies, uh, but it was post, uh, the dot, dot, dot com crash. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard, like just to have a job as, uh, fresh out of, uh, engineering school, uh, was already uh, great. Um, so I decided to do my MBA, um, and because, you know, I have the technical background as a computer engineer, but I wanted more the business background as, uh, what you learn, uh, with an MBA. So did that. And, you know, during the MBA, you're already like spending a lot of hours, but, um, I read an article about the, the new Xbox 360. So um, that was like uh, November 2004. And I was like, oh man, this, uh, and back then, NVIDIA is still like the king of the hill, but back then they kept their best chips for console. So mm -hmm. the Xbox 360 was actually uh, at a better, better GPU than uh, the, the PC. So I was like, well, this is the best GPU on the planet. It's plug and play. You know, I was always fan of, of Steve Jobs and Apple because, you know, even your, your grandmother can use the tech. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is what I want uh, for VR and uh, to be able to play my game uh, inside the games instead of on a flat screen. Mm -hmm. So started with that in 2005. Um, I had a couple uh, colleagues from my old job that uh, uh, I knew they were they were good technically and they had uh, the, the 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 grit to 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 start something. So I approached them, uh, and then you know it was it was a long journey because in 2005, if you 
go back. Yeah, there was the Xbox, but then I think a year after the Wii came out mm -hmm. and they brought up the, the accelerometer at first, then they did the Wii motion extension, the gyroscope. So the idea was great, but the technology blocks were not there yet. Mm -hmm. And even back then, the games were not in 3D. So it took like it took the, the 3D TV. Like mm -hmm. I was like, how can I convince the studio to to their their games in 3D? But then the 3D TV came, so that problem got solved. So year after year, like even though we're only like three guys at the beginning, um, we were trying tech doing like, it was kind of a, similar to a university lab, but in my basement. Mm -hmm. So like uh, we, we saw the progression um, until like, uh, I would say 20, 2013, you know, 2012, 2013, about the same time, you know, as Oculus also gained traction, a mm -hmm. uh, bigger screen came along because that was always a problem. Like if you use a super small screen, then you won't, you won't have the immersion. So mm -hmm. you need bigger screen with good optics. Um, so that started to gain uh, momentum there. Uh, we did a friends and family round. So I had university friends that uh, believed in us and put Wonderful. like their, <laughs> their hard earned cash in there. So mm -hmm. it was not just like, uh, love money. It was like friends. I was like, okay, this, this is getting serious, but more pressure. <laughs> uh, and then um, it took like Oculus uh, getting acquired kind of to validate the market because before that being in Canada, you know, already you have access to less capital. Uh, people are much more conservative also. If you say you're doing an hardware startup, uh, like people just think you're a dreamer and crazy. So I was like, okay, um, let's take uh, the, so, so, so when Oculus got bought, uh, there was a lot of backlash from the community because, you know, oh my God, they're selling to the evil empire. This is gonna mm -hmm. be like in Ready Player One when they control everything. So we, we saw that and, uh, you know, as a good entrepreneur, you need to seize the opportunities. Um, so when I saw that, a friend who, who was uh, doing PR for a big firm, I said, can you help me just do a press release? Say, we're there. Um, we're coming soon with, with, uh, with, with an alternative to, to Oculus. And um, we did that on Reddit in the v virtual reality uh, subreddit. And, you know, before that, we, we, we did a, a, a nice uh, website uh, with a, a sign a mailing list. We even put it on Cloudflare back then. You know, that mm -hmm. was kind of a, a, good, a good thinking saying like, you never know, you know, get ready to, if, if it goes big, you need to be ready, you know, plan <laughs> for, for the worst or mm -hmm. for the best, you know, mm -hmm. depending on how you, you see it. So we put the press release and, you know, the night before going to bed, we already had 7,000 people who've seen the website. So oh. just for me as an entrepreneur who was doing this in my basement, maybe I had a thousand, a thousand views before that day. So I was already saying, I was like, oh my God, 7,000 people. This is great. Mm -hmm. Went to bed and the next morning I wake up, my, my phone is, is buzzing like crazy and everything. I'm like, what's happening? So someone during the night in Europe uh, reposted the the uh, the subreddit 
the VR subreddit to technology subreddit. Mm. And then we made uh, number one on that on that wow. uh, channel uh, that day. And we had a quarter million visits wow. on our website. That Amazing. was like crazy. Uh, and because of that, we had maybe 10,000 to 20,000, I don't remember exactly, sign up on a mailing it. So that was a great way to like get followers and everything. That, that was like, sure, Twitter was there. It wasn't that popular and, and, all, and, and Instagram and all that. So like just getting a mailing list was great. Um, and that was maybe, I don't know, like uh, four or five months before Kickstarter. So mm -hmm. we... That was a great way just to start prepping the, the pump for, for Kickstarter. Uh, and then the Kickstarter came in. It was, I remember on my birthday, we launched in September. Uh, and birthday. we're all excited. <laughs> <laughs> we're all excited. We're going, I guess, a DK2 back then. Um, and and um, hit 100K. Uh, on the first day, we were like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing, all that. And then the Oculus Connect 1 was like three days after launch. Oh, no. And they announced this the, the CV1. And we were like, oh, my God, what a bad timing. Like, mm. if we have launched it a, a month before. But we wanted to launch with, with a, a demo and everything because we could just have launched with a nice video and everything. But but we knew that people would want to try it and everything. So anyway, we could, it was impossible to know. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, you, you try to control like internally what's happening, but you have no control over externalities. And mm -hmm. we learned that the hard way. But the great thing about that Kickstarter is we were only um, doing a VR headset back then with just pass-through camera, but mostly like, you want to drink something, you turn the camera on and, and, and you can see the world, but it was not to do AR, but people mm -hmm. were like, oh my God, you guys have cameras. Uh, you can do both VR and AR. And we're like, well, the, the it wasn't designed for that, but that was great, like market research. So um, people told us uh, we want AR. So I remember like, it was hard because we raised uh, maybe for for four months earlier, like a small seed round, like 750k, uh, mm -hmm. which is not that much. And we're like, oh shit, we're we're like six, seven people. And like with the six seven per or burn rate was like more than a year, maybe two year, mm -hmm. 18 months. And we were comfortable with that. But like we said, oh, if we need to redesign everything for AR VR in the same device, like we need to double the team. And we're like, her burn rate will like kill us. Uh, uh, but we're at a point where like it's it's do or die. Like if you don't go all in as an entrepreneur, big. <laughs> like you have no chance of succeeding. So uh, we took the risk. We said, um, so we didn't reuse one line of code. We had to like, I, we were using a really simple microcontroller before we had to go to ARM, have Linux on board. Like it was a, massive project um and i remember we started like in february and we were able to show something uh by e3 uh which is uh like uh, june so mm -hmm. that was a, a huge feat um and 
like with the new demo, we're able to raise more capital. So, you know, <laughs> it was always like, we were always chasing capital, but <laughs> that was like a big, a, a big, a big step. And then we iterated from there, like, oh, okay, the, the AR is good. Like we see the potential, but uh, maybe the color reproduction wasn't that great. So before that, we were really optimizing for cost because we were still going at the consumer market. Mm-hmm. Um, but we said like, a bit like Apple, like we cannot make compromise on quality. We need 100%. the best user experience possible. And we said, you know what, let's use Sony uh, industrial sensors instead of cheap Omnivision sensors and all that. And our bomb cost went from, I don't know, $400 to $1,000. Mm-hmm. But we're like, let's go more like B2B. So once we saw that it was worth it, we pivoted to B2B business. Mm-hmm. And we were both, instead of selling our headset for six, $700, we could sell it for 5000 mm-hmm. Sure, we would sell less, but then big players like Disney, Audi, all you know, Var, Varjo now, or I'm not trying to say Varho, I'm not pronouncing them correctly, but mm-hmm. they're going exactly at the market we, we decided to, to go because like there's some industrial players that, that are willing to pay for that. Anyway, going that, we, we went to CES in, in 2017 and we won Best in Show. And that was like, without having a booth, <laughs> Uh, we, we were so poor. Like, um, I remember I never had more than three, three months runway. So like I was, I was at the circus circus, no boot, my big backpack and just hustling. And, um, <laughs> I, I was, uh, how it happened. It was pretty funny. Like I, I believe in karma. So, um, and my friend, Neil Schneider, who, who does, uh, the, the, the show in, 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 in Toronto at the ITA. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went there um, to uh, a trace conference maybe three, four months earlier. And it was a, a, nice, a nice journalist uh, from, from Winnipeg who, who came to Toronto. And, and uh, he, um, he saw the demo. He, he worked for Tom's Ardor. He saw the demo. It was still very rough back then. Uh, but then when we went to CES, he told his, his, uh, his boss, the uh, editor-in-chief at, at Tom's Ardor, you need to see the headset. This is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. you won't regret it. So met the guy for breakfast. I was about to do the demo. We didn't have time. And like, he said, oh, man, um, I have a, this meeting. Let's meet later. And then, like, we text later and. And we were both at the at the same casino uh, uh, th- th- later that night. So I, I went and actually did a demo. I think it was at the winds. I did actually demo in the hallway. Like found a plug and tried it. it. Was like, oh wow, this is amazing. And anyway, it was just like that. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is it made my day, you know. And mm-hmm. then the day after, made a nice article article about us the best that said he ever seen in his life blah 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 wow. Said, oh wow this is awesome and i thought it would be just like like that and i said okay it's going to be great publicity i think like at the end of cs two three days later he made his like top things that he's seen through the whole show and, and mm-hmm. let's remember like 
everyone is there, like Samsung, Sony, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, we won best in show. I couldn't believe it. Like, I remember when when I was in university, there was two websites I would sit, I would watch, I would look all the time. It was Anantech Mm -hmm, and Tom mm -hmm. Zardor. Like, those were the two references as a, Mm -hmm. a geek. Uh, engineer so that was like oh my god this is amazing and of course like this gave us like a stamp of approval all the big big guys that 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 we were having discussion either for financing or for partnership mm-hmm. reach back to us and then we're at a crossroad where okay if we want to do this by our own you know we need to raise 50 100 million which is like mission impossible in Canada, especially like when magically I'd already raised 2 billion, you know, without so producing much. Decided... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're like, you know, I think it's better if we, uh, if you can't beat them, join them, you know? Mm-hmm. So we, we decided to con- continue the, the adventure in California. We moved mm-hmm. there and it was a great experience. Well, that's, that's, that's awesome. I mean, I've been to CES a couple of times and that's, it's almost too much like, Oh, look, another <laughs> amazing Chinese TV I've, company I've never heard of, <laughs> but 50 of them. And you're like, yeah, they're amazing, but wow. You know, there's almost, it's almost, you know, you almost need your, your ADHD medicine when going through it Yeah. just to get a reference of how much it is to be named best in show of all of that is incredible. So I, I just want to salute that for a second and just say, congratulations. Thank you. Um, Cause I still, uh, I still don't believe it. <laughs> But that's, but that's amazing. I mean, I remember, so I remember meeting you, it was probably around, maybe it was just before that. It must've been just before that because we were mm-hmm. at a, um, it was actually, I got to sit with you, like I said, on the bus um, with a, a global affairs meeting. And we were going to the, um, oh, what was it called in, in, in the Valley, the um, touch um, plug, plug and play. So we're oh, doing a tour and of plug play, and yeah. play. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. some law things, and everything. But I remember, you know, I was talking to some of the diplomat types and talking, but you really stuck out going, damn, you're doing some really cool stuff. Like, cause I, I'm at heart, I'm as nerdy as it gets. Right. And you don't mm-hmm. need too much. Like you said, you don't meet too many of the hardware guys because of the hardware people. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of risk with hardware. And so Correct. I, I remember, you know, in my heart of hearts, he's going to do really cool stuff. And then when I actually did see, you know, well, what we'll get into in terms of the acquisition, mm-hmm. I was like, I wasn't surprised. You know, I was like, this is a really good play for the company that we're talking about. And let's just talk about that company. So tell me, when was the first time you spoke to the Apple about, uh, about your technology? Uh, it was a year before. So um, in 26, so it was funny because um, at first we tried to raise money for series A, uh, the tra- traditional VC room. Um, so we went to see all the big guys, uh, but, Either they said, well, we don't know VR or, oh, sorry, we're already in, in one of your competitor, mostly Magic Leap or mm-hmm. Oculus or well, it was Faux, there was Sulon, you know, there was a few of them that unfortunately don't exist anymore. But like we said, okay, uh, VC money is going to be hard. Let's go um, with strategic partners instead because like um, they, they would if they say need internally for maybe one day launch a product like that, and I've learned that being in the Valley, it's mm-hmm. much more cost efficient to fund a startup or maybe fund multiple startups mm-hmm. that have a much lower burn rate, you know, 
let them innovate because it's really harder to innovate at big companies with all the processes and all that. Really? And and the one who wins, you buy them after. So we were like, okay, let's, so we went, you know, we, we talked to HP, Amazon, like Microsoft, uh, Apple. We, I even went to, to Asia, Asus, Acer. Uh, I went to Korea, Samsung, L, I did all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, of course we, we went to see Apple, but Apple, you know, super secretive. You don't know. Mm-hmm anything like even if you sign an NDA they won't tell you anything so um that is just for you just to say nothing um and to make sure that you don't leak anything they just won't tell you anything so I was like okay and there was they were just fishing back then um and um yeah it, it took a year uh, and of course the, the CES price helped uh to now go into a a much more uh, serious talk. And, you know, even to this day, uh, I'm not allowed to say we sold to Apple. And the the only reason I'm saying it is right now, like it's public information. You go look at our patents. Now they're owned by Apple. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm I'm not going to divulge anything that's not public, but I mean, this is public. So sure. I understand like Apple, they don't want to devolve future move and they will say from time to time, we, 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 uh, we buy small startup company, whatever. They have the boilerplate, um, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. they, have the, they say the same thing every time. They say the same thing every time. Well, what they got, I mean, I loved, I looked on your LinkedIn and you were with Apple for three years after. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, Steve Jobs didn't give you this title, but you have on there the CMO, the chief misfits officer of the technology (laughs) development group. Please tell me that was a real thing. Please, please, please tell me that's a real thing. That's Ah. my rebel thing, you know. (laughs) Officially, I was just a senior manager at Apple, but, you know, I Mm -hmm. I just wanted to to be a little funny there. (laughs) Okay. No, I take it. Because I I really felt like a misfit at Apple. You know, really? Apple thinks, uh, people think that uh, like it's for creative people and all that. And that's a target customers. Yeah. But yeah, internally, yeah. it's a lean, mean machine like where that. like everything, like you feel like a cog in a big machine. There's no place for creativity or very little. You know, it's all about execution. It's all about like working your ass off. So. And I can do that. I have no problem with that. But my strength is innovating and like finding dots that seems unlikely and connect them and and things like that. So it was harder at a big company to do that. But that's why I felt like a a, a mischief. But I I was in a group where uh, we were doing rapid prototyping and things like that. So I was able to be more creative. So and I had a bunch of people similar to me. So that's why I said, uh, chief misfits officer because we were a bunch of misfits uh, misfits in a company where usually it's like a PhD who's super deep in one little thing and yeah. you know he's, he's on a track to do things and that's that's fine that's how you do like the best cameras on the planet uh, with a smartphone mm-hmm. um, but for for a creative group like us uh, it, it was a bit harder 
I dig that. I dig that. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm, I mean, I'm an Apple, you know, fanboy, whatever you want to call it, because again, it's the simplicity it's the beauty. It's the fact that they think of the users first. I mean, it's user centric and then works out from there. Um, and I, and I, I do think it's funny because I imagine there's a lot of suits in there where people think, you know, Hey, I'm taking my tie off, you know, it's, it's more enterprise, but, <laughs> but not, um, but here's the question. I'm, I am super excited about the VR or sorry, the AR glasses. Okay. Now mm-hmm. I know you're probably not allowed to say anything, but you know, maybe if you wanted to pull on however many, dreadlocks you have to say oh in three months it's coming out in four months it's coming out because i want to be building for that software but uh i'm assuming silence yeah i I, I mean i I cannot say anything all i can say is if you look back at 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 apple's history they're never first uh Mm -hmm. they they go for like as i said no compromise and everything so it's gonna get out when it's gonna get out. Maybe it will never get out. Who knows? Like, uh, like, it, like, like, I think I'm more excited about this space. Just before the interview, I, I was uh, listening to uh, the the Facebook Connect, or I don't know, or Oculus Connect. I don't know they they call it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm generally excited about the metaverse. So yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for uh, sure. I think that the more people who are in that space and building the tools, and it's still a hard problem. Like even today in like 2021, it's really hard to have a metaverse experience with more than hundred people. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, I'm a big Burning Man fan. So like uh, <laughs> when I was- uh, You don't look like one. I'm shocked to hear that. <laughs> So let's go back a bit. Like I, I, during my journey from 2005 to 2017, like that 12 year overnight success, as I like mm-hmm. to, to say it, you know, there was a lot of times where uh, I wanted to quit. You know, that's that's a normal thing. Okay. Um, but but in 2009, um, back then we were only uh, three people in my basement. 70k budget um uh in in canada we have the shred credits you know so i was maybe getting 40k back so very frugal maybe cost me 30 40k per year like to get the business rolling so i was like oh okay um now we need optics. We we have a good screen. We have good sensors. We need optics, but there was nothing made for that. So um, started to uh, look at alternative uh, how to build custom optics, and uh, mm-hmm. there was a company that was able to do it, but it was like I think seventy k to do it. I was like, mm-hmm. there's no way like I'm doubling my burn rate, you know, uh, in, in a year. So I applied for IRAP. But, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. IRAP is great, but it's very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew I would only get an answer in three, four months. So I'm like, okay, I have three, four months. So I went to Westphalia, you know, and we went, me and my, my girlfriend, who's, who's not my wife, we, we went up to Mexico in Westphalia. Nice. And, and before, before going there, that's the, the segue to Burning Man. We went, uh, we were a member of the Westphalia group. And we went to a local event and one guy said, yeah, I went to Burning Man with my Westphalia. It's amazing. You should go and everything. And that, that, that kept in my mind. And maybe at first I didn't have the, the budget to go there because it's a lot of planning. It's, it's hard too. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but like, and then the startup started, uh, I couldn't take a week off, like disconnected from the world. Like when you're the, the CEO and founder, like you're always connected. You're always thinking about the business, you know? Um, so I didn't have the opportunity, but when I moved to California, uh, I was able to, um, I was much closer and, and uh, I had more budget, let's say. So mm -hmm. I went there in, in 2018, 2019, but in 2020, because the pandemic was out this year too. So there was that alternative that came along with mm -hmm. Allspace VR, uh, mm -hmm. Burning Man VR. Uh, and even though when I was in the metaverse, like it was, I could feel I was on the playa, you know, I could see the man, I could like, I could see my cat. I was like, oh, this is great. This is a good but experience. What was, yeah, but what was missing was the craziness of 70,000 people at the same time, like mm -hmm. ants, you know, when you <laughs> like swerving and, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you could only see 50 people at the same time. So I'm really looking forward to where like we're going to solve those big problems because I think even Fortnite, I think there's hundred people maximum at the same time. Right. Like I feel, I feel we, we should be able to solve this problem. Um, and I think once we do that, the, the metaverse will really kick off in, in, in my opinion. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're really excited about it. I mean, the metaverse, I, I just wish it wasn't yeah. Facebook's metaverse, like you know, it's got to be more of a global <laughs> thought. I mean, yeah. one, one of our one of our partners with with our with our company is Unity, and we so we're doing we've got a Unity uh, business unit, and we're excited to be working on you know what we think is kind of key to a lot of the technologies that's going to be founding not on the hardware side, obviously in the cloud side, but just on the software mm -hmm. side to make that experience really really good. So I I'm I'm tickled by it as well. I mean, I remember I may, maybe well you're probably my close to my age, whatever. I um as an Apple fanboy, it was in like year. Oh, it's the late '90s. They used to have that where you can you could actually dial in to an Apple community, and it was like, oh, I'm going to the store. I'm going to the. I mean, it was a closed community, right? But ever since I did that, I you know, and, and chatted with people from San Francisco, from Brazil, from like that. It excited me so much because that was like pre web web, and it was a closed community, right? So at the end of the day, uh, are you talking about so MRC? It was, it was the Apple one. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember my first real like metaverse, let's say just chatting experience was a uh, yeah. RRC, like with MRC. Yeah, yeah, I was probably in uh, I don't know ninety four. That was yeah, ninety five. Yeah. That was that was pretty cool. All right, I'm 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 quickly looking it up because I can't remember what it was called, but uh, uh, ah, whatever they you put in the word metaverse and it shows way too much, way too much information. <laughs> well, you know what you so so you you creative engine, you know, in, in your, in your soul and heart and brain, go to a, a big tech company, which is less creative. Now you're back in your, your own creative juices flowing again, you know, calling, calling the shots. Um, you know, so you I, I saw that you're an LP in multiple funds. Um, what's the difference between, you know, being on the investment side versus being on the product side? Well, for me, it's, it's similar. Like, um, you know, I, it goes back to creativity. Like uh, when uh, when you're an entrepreneur and you have an idea and you want to bring it to fruition, like it's a lot of executing, lots of uh, hiring the right people, raising the 
the, the money, uh, traveling a lot. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard on your body, like, uh, um, lots of stress also. So you cope the best you can. And sometimes your, your body shows after, like, uh, I remember I took, I took like a good 30 pound the last year before uh, selling the company. It was, it wow. was really hard. Um, and I thought at Apple, uh, I would have the, the space to get back in shape, but it was very stressful there too. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I like now is that, you know, I, I have a trainer now, I have my Peloton, I can, I go walk on the mountain, you know, I have time <laughs> to, I drink a lot less now that I'm less stressed. Uh, but uh, I, I'm 44, like for me to retire at 44, there's no way in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, I need that creative juice. I need, so for me, because it was pretty hard in hardware in Montreal um, to, to do what I did, I, I want to give back to the community. Uh, and at first I was doing angel investing. I was LP just to learn the ropes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, and I decided that, uh, so the initial plan was to come back in Montreal start a apple office in montreal uh but then um so funny story um when i was uh in in california um i have a son uh who's was back then 10 and like of course we're french canadians so french is important to us mm-hmm. when we, we move in california he wasn't speaking one word of english um and uh, even though it was going at French-American school, so after the day in French, after the day in English, after three years, he was starting to lose his French, even though really? we only speak French to him mm-hmm. at home. So we were getting worried. Um, so when the school year finished, we decided to come back uh, in Montreal. And it was during a pandemic. It was at the beginning of pandemic. We didn't know COVID that well. We were like, do I want to be in a plane with a lot of people? Like, do, we might get it, get long time uh, effects, whatever. So mm-hmm. we said, you know what? Let's let's come back uh, with an RV. Westphalia, <laughs> Westphalia. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, no, Westphalia was bit bigger, bit bigger, bit bigger. Yeah, a bit bigger, but I didn't I didn't want to buy a, a old 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 RV that. Maybe would take Ross there in Montreal. So mm-hmm. I was like, "What's the coolest like trailer I know? <laughs> Airstream." Nice. <laughs> so, nice. so we um, uh, uh, the first thing I, I did when I, I came to California was buy a Tesla because I'm a big fan of, of mm-hmm. Elon. Is it's craziness too, you know, hardware crazy. I can relate. Uh, so uh, we bought a, a X, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay, what's the biggest Airstream I can?" I can pull from the X. <laughs> so we 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 bought a 19 footer, and um, so we went from Los Altos, California, up to Montreal during the mm-hmm. pandemic, charging Amazing. every two hours <laughs> because like the battery will drain like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I posted that on, on Facebook, and um, one of uh, so I have a friend and his cousin worked uh, at a VC, a big institutional VC uh, in mm-hmm. Montreal called uh, Fonds Solidarité FTQ. Mm-hmm. 
who said no it's to called my, the FLQ. To my, no, FT, FTQ. FTQ. I'm like FL, FLQ. Yeah. That's not a good name for. FTQ. And they said no to my to my uh, startup like four times. So, mm-hmm. but I didn't hold a, a grudge. Hundreds mm-hmm. of people said no to to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but when he said I was coming back uh, with uh, with my trailer, um, he he invited me for breakfast. Uh, nice. And pitching me his idea of uh, the zoo, zoo capital. So mm-hmm. zoo is is a is a incubator for entertainment tech companies. Mm-hmm. So if you're building technology uh, for the entertainment sector, something we did at Ravana, mm-hmm. um, we were a special spawn NC stage where we will lead the round, which is pretty mm-hmm. rare uh, in Canada. Very good, um, very good. So no sprint, pre-release, specialized, uh, specialized fund, and bring a lot of value to the entrepreneurs, uh, getting your hands dirty and everything. So when mm-hmm. he pitched me that idea, you know, even though my plan was to like start the Apple uh, office, I said, well, you know, I missed the creative part. Um, I don't like the stress anymore. Um, let me think about it. And then um, a few months later, quit Apple and started the fundraising for the fund. Uh, and it went very, very well. We have lots of strategic partners. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. So uh, shout out to Charles Sylvestre. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have also another partner called Guillaume who was the GM at Zoo and okay. saw all the great things they were doing and they wanted uh, they wanted that capital arm and he's, he's, he's the best person to, to build the entertainment part uh, of the fund. So we're three complementary founders that's amazing. Uh, to help the next generation. Yeah, that, that, that's freaking amazing. I mean, I love the fact that, you know, you look at, you know, prior like 2015, 2016, Everyone had to go to the Valley, go to New York, go to like where the money is. But now, you know, you're having groups like yourself in Montreal, you know, had the big groups in Toronto, a lot of, I mean, a lot of movement here in Vancouver as well. You don't need to take yourself out of the game locally. In fact, it's actually better because you've got a lot of the benefits, like the, the, the staffing, the tax credits, all of those things. So I love, and I, and I personally, you know, I'm going to be bugging you because I want to learn more about what's happening in Montreal. Cause I mean, it's, yeah, sure. no one ever, no one ever says I hate Montreal. Like you mentioned Montreal, everyone says that's one of the best cities in the world. Right. Um, so I, I, you know, I got, I got to, I got to do a tour soon once this COVID thing's over and, and uh, cause I'd love to learn more about, you know, that's the birthplace of my mom. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't go wrong there. Um, we'll, we'll tell you what, I mean, you know what, we just, we just sang the praises of the, the, the Canadian uh, entrepreneurial uh, landscape here. Why don't we do this? I mean, the, 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 idea behind uh, afternoon tea is to talk to wonderful entrepreneurs like yourself in order to you know learn the the, the, the stories of the journey in order to prepare that next generation of uh, startup founders so i have my two questions and i'm going to hit you with my two questions um so the yeah. first be prepared okay uh soyez prudent um that can you share one piece of advice to help younger canadian founders yeah i think um it's it's really Find, find your passion because, you know, um, I know it's cliche. People say, yeah, don't, don't do something because you're passionate and everything. But 
entrepreneurship, like some people say, it's like a mental disease, you know, totally. it's really hard. Like it's, you're not going there for quick fame. You're better to be an influencer on Instagram. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's because you're passionate about something. Uh, you believe in it, even though a lot of people will doubt you and say like, what are you doing? Like just find a stable job and everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're, you're alone in your bed at night and you're like saying, how will I make pay? Like, in, in, in a week yeah mm -hmm. you say yeah you know what like i don't see myself doing anything else Completely. so like th that will give you the energy like to get up out of bed and and, and go pitch and and like i know it's atypical but like in the last uh, i think two years of the business there was seven times i didn't know how to make pay mm -hmm. so like if i was not passionate about it and maybe a bit stubborn um like I, I would have said you know what i'll i'll just do something less stressful uh so that's that's i think you need to find not like don't go into blockchain because it's hot or like don't rebrand your company with ai at the end because it's trendy or or now it's metaverse like yeah. don't do like adverse to your name like just like try to um find something useful uh, for you but also for a lot of people and I think the hardest thing is is to convince a co-founder you know mm -hmm. to do this alone don't do it alone mm -hmm. like if you can convince one or two co-founder like I would say three is a minimum because two can be tricky you know mm -hmm. uh, like with with stealth mate when 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 you're trying to to find you a, need the the, 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 the judge in between right <laughs> yeah it's like a board a board don't don't have pair board seat you know at, yeah, at yeah, three yeah. or five or mm -hmm, seven mm -hmm. you know so yeah. i would say same thing for co-founders like three is good and complementary usually like technical guy with more of a business guy um so yeah, that's my that's, long. That's that. Long no, no, no. Story. That was great. I mean, because you know we had like multiple lessons in there, but the but the but the real lesson is find your voice, do it because you love doing it, and you know, and just mm -hmm. you know, have and you have to be passionate. About it. I mean, I say this on pretty much every episode, and, and and yeah, I'm being redundant, but it's so true. Again, in the Lord of the Rings, no one did it for the money; they did it for the adventure. Yeah. And you find that adventure that excites you, and get people behind you doing it. And you know what? You're going to be killing dragons and. Uh, uh, you know, yeah. taking the treasure at the end, I guess. Um, but uh, I, I really loved your answer. So th thank you for sharing that one. That was that one was really special in, in, in my mind. Um, well, then on to, to the, the second one. Okay, numero deux is, can you share the name of a Canadian entrepreneurial star or founder that you look up to? Yeah, yeah like, it's like Steve Jobs. I never met him, but like, I remember, I think he's the... The only guy that I actually cried that I didn't know, I cried when he died. I was yeah. like, he was really an inspiration for me. Like, I always love Apple products, refinement. Younger, I was like, this is overpriced. But I remember I had my first iPhone 3GS, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I fell in love with Apple after that. Like, I was like, mm -hmm. oh, my God, this is so intuitive and easy and, like, frictionless. Um so um, I would say uh, one of my inspiration is like a, a local hardware entrepreneur called, called uh, Lomme Trottier. Never mm -hmm. met him. Okay. Uh, he's one of the co-founder of Matrox. So okay. I remember like 
Matrox, when I was I was young, younger, like in university, they, they made the best 2D graphics on, on planet Earth. Like mm-hmm. the Matrix Millennium was like kicking everyone ass. Um, so I was like, wow, it's possible to have like a company that does the best of the best in Montreal. So that, that was an inspiration for me. Wonderful. And I remember uh, I had that card and had a 3D FX for the 3D and the combo was great. And that was the good old days, you know. Wonderful. Uh, so not a lot, a lot of people know him, but I, I think he's still active. I, I, and I know he, he, he did the entrepreneurial uh, chair at Miguel because he's a mm. Miguel and alumni. But uh, yeah. That's my answer. <laughs> well, that and you know what? That's a wonderful answer. Thank, thank you for sharing that one. Um, you know, we want to we want to know more people across Canada, and I haven't I haven't heard of. Uh, oh, give me the name again. Sorry, Lorne Trottier. Trottier. So okay. It was Matrox. You know, Trox yeah. was for Trottier, and uh, uh, Ma was uh, I think Matrix was his uh, Matrix Matrix something like that. The the other co-founder. So that, that well, that's I, where I will uh, Matrix be looking came that from. up. I will definitely yeah. be looking that up and, th- and thank you for sharing. Well, you know what, as I said, you know, the day I met you and, and this is with a lot of entrepreneurs who you meet along the journey, I knew there was something special and I'm really glad that I get to kind of, you know, finish button stitch from that four or five years ago that we met to yeah. learn more about the journey and, and say, you know, congratulations for, for where you are and, and you know what, and keep doing great things to, to, you know, either finance or mentor the next gen. Uh, because I yeah. am so excited about what's coming out of there. And I think your journey will help a lot of them uh, on, on their missions. So uh, bravo and, and keep up the great work. Well, thank you. And thanks for doing this podcast. I think it's really uh, it, it's really something that like Canadian need. And, and we see more and more success, you know, like Shopify, of course, and Lightspeed. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I think we're, we're now a reference in, in, in e-commerce. Uh you know that there was BlackBerry in the good old days. Uh, I think we we have the potential to 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 really uh, compete with any company we want. Uh, we just need to to work together, and, and and we have lots of diversity in Canada. So so we need That's to our take, strength. take advantage of that. Yeah, that, that that is our strength. The diversity is our strength. And and you know what excites me though? Because again, I want to stitch together Vancouver. You know, Alberta. Um, I don't mean yeah. to skip over Man- Manitoba and, and Saskatchewan, but you know, this the amazing <laughs> stuff coming out of Ontario and Quebec, you know, yeah. we need to learn more from each other. Cause I mean, the stuff that, you know, we're doing in Vancouver, um, you know, with, with uh, you know, the, the NFTs and all that. I mean, it's, it's, you know, pre, yeah. pre leading edge, the guy stuff. Crypto you're doing, kitties. Crypto, oh man, those guys, those guys are amazing. <laughs> I mean, the last latest valuation they just did on their round 7.2 billion. Like it's insane, yeah. you know, and, and, the, and the, the great stuff they're doing, but, but anyhow, that's for the next chapter. I really hope that, you know, I do get to get to Montreal soon. And, and, and you know what, I, I would love to, to catch up personally and, and to learn more about uh, the great stuff that's happening. And I'll, I'll share some of the Vancouver and the stuff that I'm learning on this podcast with you. Yeah. When you come to party in Montreal, ring me a bell. I'll come Excellent. with my Burning Man outfit. <laughs> Pick me up in the Westphalia. <laughs> that, that sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. Ahoy, Afternoon Tea listeners. If you got this far, I assume you like this episode, and that is awesome. Thank you. 
In such a case, please rate and review Afternoon Tea Podcast and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your feeds from. Afternoon Tea is a podcast with a goal to share the stories of Canada's successful tech entrepreneurs in order to prepare the next wave of founders. We do have some great guests lined up for future episodes, but we would love to hear your thoughts too. Please do let us know who you think should be on the show. You can do so by emailing me at podcast at tt.studio. That is P-O-D-C-A-S-T at T-T-T, that is three T's, dot studio. You will notice there is no dot com because we are that sophisticated. Furthermore, you can find us at social media at T-T-T underscore studios. I look forward to chatting with you soon.